Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I appreciate you so much. So glad for these times that we get to spend together that we can talk about you, about how powerful you are, how amazing you are, and about how you can really get things done in this world. There are three extremely powerful words, and those words are restart, refresh, and renew. And each of them begins with re, right? Um, to start again, to take another shot at it, to, and each of these includes, take action in some way that allows us to restart, refresh, renew in our lives and take the old things that were, let them be what they were, but then move on to something bigger, something better, something fresh in our lives. We all need that. We all have those times when life just seems so too much, right? And yet there is an opportunity in all of that for us to restart, to refresh, to renew. I have some really amazing international best-selling authors and one business person that's going to be with us here today to talk to you about these concepts, to share from their books and give you some secrets into how you can turn the things that are going on in your life into things that are really power places in your own life. I know that I want that. I hope you do too. You see, often we find ourselves stuck someplace because of something that happened yesterday, last week, last month, last year, a decade ago. And it begins creeping into all kinds of places in our life. We procrastinate on things. We look in the mirror and we don't like the person looking back at us. So many difficult situations that arise from just simply being stuck in the past. And with those kind of things, we can often stay someplace we were never even meant to visit, let alone to stay stuck in. But when we look at things with a new perspective, when we begin to see what's causing us to procrastinate, what's making us feel less than, what has left us broken, then we can begin to really truly make an impact because we can begin to restart. We can begin the renewal process, splashing the water in our face, sometimes for real, sometimes emotionally, and letting ourselves feel refreshed. In doing those kind of things, we can then step up, let yesterday be yesterday, and show up powerfully while it's called today. That's all we need to do. Yesterday is gone. We can't do anything about it. We can learn from it. We can apologize for the mistakes of yesterday. But then we get to move forward towards tomorrow through today. And today can be a great and wonderful day. I love how even as I'm saying that, the birds outside are chirping. And they're sharing in with you that today is your day to restart to refresh, and to renew, to end up in a much more powerful place than maybe even you thought when you started listening to this was even possible for you right now in life. And ultimately, at the end of the day, isn't that what it means to live as a thriving entrepreneur? 
I'm so excited for the guests. In fact, I have a jam-packed show for you again, and we're going to jump right in to our very first guest. Join me in welcoming John Nimmo. Hey, John, how are you doing today? Man, fantastic. Incredible, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good today. Yeah, it's Memorial Day. We've got the launch of your book. What could be better? Yeah, yeah. Memorial Day. It's uh, what a great holiday it's been. I don't know where you are. The weather where I am is perfect today. So we've been outside getting some sun and and I can't wait to talk to you about the book, though. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's 75 and sunny here in Southern California. You couldn't order a more perfect day. Light breeze, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's like you, you know, you write to God and you say, dear Lord, could I please have this exact day? So, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. tell us first a little bit about you and your background so people know who you are. And wow. So, um, how far back would you like to go? I guess in my business life, I started in the, I was an IBM rep in St. Louis in, in the 80s, 85, 86. Um, I ended up homeless living in University City in a 1971 Mercury. Um, and then most people want to know about the recovery from all of that. Like, how did you rebuild after being homeless, right? And it's, it's a long story, but I've had a very exciting management business career for 44 years. I've started in sales. I've been in management. Now I own my own leadership development and consulting corporation company. And um, I've struggled my entire life with procrastinating, kicking the can down the road, lollygagging, not taking immediate action. You know, and when I look back on my life, I think that was probably the premier, premier, um, a uh, characteristic of mine that cost me lots of dollars, lots of time, relationships, all kinds of things in my life. And, and so that's what I, that's why I wrote the book. Um, why wait a leader's perspective on procrastination. So um, that's a little bit of the background. Great. I love it. You know, the book is so amazing and it's just filled full of a whole bunch of fun stuff. So I'm going to ask you the most unfair question of the whole interview. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> well, thank uh, you for that. Yeah, I'm going to ask you which of your children is the most favorite. No, actually, but I am going to ask you, what's your favorite part of the book? Oh, my favorite part of the book. Well, actually, there. if I were to say that, I, I would have to narrow it down to two things. Um, chapter one. Um, of course, I tell my story in the preface, the introduction a little bit. But chapter one is about courage. And. There's a story in chapter one about a friend of mine who's a physician and um, without, you know, without going too far into the story, it's really about what he goes through in telling someone that they only have a very short time to live. I happened to be in the room when all of that was taking place. And, you know, there's no opportunity for him in that situation to procrastinate and put things off, right? Um, and so any change that we want to have in our lives requires us to have courage and it's within us if we will take the time in the incubation period to incubate, fertilize, culture, our own courage, awaken it within us, it's amazing the things that we can do. And those would include eliminating procrastination in our life. And I, I think that's um, that's probably one of my favorite chapters. The second favorite chapter is in unit two about, you know, what to do about, you know, we all know we procrastinate, why we do it. And then what we what do we do about it? And the, the chapter in sec chapter two is about forgiveness. And we have to forgive our past, let go of the guilt from previous procrastination issues that we've had, whether that was a hard conversation with our teenager, whether it was a lack of asking for a raise, lack of asking for promotion, any hard conversation, making um, excuses for not making sales calls in business. We really have no excuse or alibi when it comes to that, except we have to forgive ourselves to move forward. So I think in any endeavor in our life of, you know, I'm in the self, uh, self, development, uh, self-improvement, business development lane, so to speak. I think that those two things are a requirement. We have to have courage 
And we have to be willing to look and forgive ourselves of, of former failures. That is so big because it's so easy to get stuck in that. If I had only. Yeah. Uh, and then you just live <laughs> the rest of your life wishing that your life was not the life that you actually have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I quote Think and Grow Rich a lot in the book. And, and um, you know, one of the things that about that book is it's not wish and grow rich, right? It's think and grow rich. And uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. But I, you know, some of those principles are uniform. They're universal principles in business and in life. And so I hope the book is geared to take your life, my life, anyone who reads the book and make their life better, give them clarity on direction and how to get where they're going and eliminate some of the bad habits that we all have. Right. So let's get on with it. Why wait? So why do we pro procrastinate? We all know we shouldn't. And yet we still end up choosing it. Why do we do it? Oh, there's multiple reasons. Um, co competing interests, perfectionism, the psychology of it. You know, until there was there was no research psychologically into procrastinating until 1984. Scientists never really thought um, they attributed procrastinating to laziness or a lack of motivation. But there really is some deep-seated things within us that make us all procrastinate. Fear. You know, what kind of fears do we have? How do we seek perfectionism and put things off because we feel like we may not be able to do something perfectly? We set these standards for ourselves. And very often when it comes to putting things off, lollygagging, kicking the can down the road, not engaging immediately, it happens because we, we have this fear in us that we won't be able to measure up. I won't be able to meet the standard that's expected of me. And so I'll just put it off as if, you know, when we pick it up, we're going to be a different person a week from now or three days from now or four months from now, whenever we pick it up, it's as if, well, if I put it off, I'll be a different person then. Right? No, we're really not. It just, you, easy things become hard and hard things become harder when we procrastinate. Mm, that's a good way of looking at it. So we put it off and all we end up is just a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, the, the surprising thing that I'm, I'm learning and have learned through the research in the book was that it's not about us that procrastination um, has its effects on. It affects our families, our relationships, our ability to network, our business relationships, it affects all of those around us um, because I put something off and um, we have to have a degree of empathy for others that encourages us to take immediate action, not because of I might fail, but the consequences that I'm going to delve out onto other people by my own action or inaction, so to speak. That's where our poor wives then end up the real victims of our procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's true. That's really true. It, it, you know, I think in the book, I point that out a lot. Um, you know, I talk about how our own inaction affects the lives of other people. So a person needs to get the book. They're going to need to get it to get all of the tips. But um, what's one thing that a person just listening to this interview could do today to uh, begin to start the process of moving rather than procrastinating? Okay, so I have this, this um, one of my philosophies is reduce it to the ridiculous, right? So let's, let's take your teenager, um, normal, hard conversation that let's say it's about sex, for example, and we need to have that as a, as a parent, we need to have that preteen discussion. And for some of us, that's really hard. It's difficult, right? So how do we reduce that conversation down into its lowest common denominator? And I love how we can ask questions to initiate a conversation. So it really doesn't have to be that difficult. And as you know, 
you know, when we when we attack something, it seems like a mountain. And then looking back after we've done it, it was really just a molehill, really. It wasn't that big, right? We all have that in our lives where we feared something great was going to happen, and it never did happen. But when we look back, it was easy. And I think that's where you have to go. You have to reduce things down to what I call the ridiculous. So can you begin the conversation by just starting out easy and having a conversation say, hey, I've been thinking about this. I was wondering how you feel about it. Right. And and don't attack it from the mountain standpoint. And perhaps that needs to be a conversation over two or three meetings. Maybe it's a three, five minute conversations as opposed to one big hour long conversation. Right. So let's reduce it down so that we make others feel comfortable in in just having the discussion. And um, we can do that a lot by asking reframe reframe our statements instead of dictating and and reframe them into questions how questions why questions um you know i noticed steve that you did that what were you thinking tell me how you were thinking when you did that for example right and let let them carry the dialogue instead of me dictating the dialogue so just one example oh that's good it would totally change the dynamic with our teen, especially if they didn't then say, yeah, every five minute conversation with dad is an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned a long time ago, um, you know, my son and I just got back from a long journey and I had to seek some counseling when he was a teenager. And one of the things they said, it's like, when have you asked his opinion about about your work or anything that you're doing or about you know, as young men, as in particular, you know, probably women too, young girls, they want to feel valued. They want to feel, you know, they're seeking their independence and they want their opinion to be valued. How do we do that? You know, and I, I'm a type A personality. I'm a, you know, I'm go, 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 go. And I had to stop and just say, you know, my son's name is Garrett. And I would say, hey, Garrett, how, if this were your situation, how would you handle it? You know, what do you think I should do here? Um, you know, and that creates a dialogue. And it just show, the fact that you asked the question values him as a as a human being, right? And so, I'm big on asking questions and and uh, just just a little hint and a tip there. Love it. So, if a person wants to go deeper with you, how can they get in contact with you? Sure, leadership lived. Dot com is my website. Um, my email is john, J-O-H-N, at leadershiplived.com, all one word. Um, you can visit the website. I'd love to go deep. I, I'm an executive coach. Um, I do some coaching. I'm an author. I speak. Um, and it's I'm really not that difficult, you know, but I am going to ask hard questions. So, you know, when you want to go deeper into procrastinating, you want to resolve issues you have in procrastinating or things that you've done in the past. All we really need is for somebody to shine a light on us. Right. Um, I'm a big believer in coaching. I know being a former athlete, um, coaches see things in us that we can't see in ourselves. And that's important, especially in procrastination. So you ask the questions like, I know that you, you, you told me, Steve, that you did this. And you put that off. How are you feeling? What was your initial response when you were asked to do that task? Right. So let's get beyond the surface and go deeper into developing courage, having some forgiveness for things that we've done in the past that we feel guilty for that we carry with us. We have to let that go. And so, uh, yeah, leadershiplived.com. I'm sorry, I get so excited and carried away about it, but leadershiplived, all one word, .com. You can reach me there. Well, that was good stuff. I appreciate it. And the book is called Why Wait? A Leader's Perspective on Procrastination by John Nemo. Uh, you can get it today for free. Let me, in fact, drop the link here into the comments. So anybody that wants to get it can get the book. Um, John, give us one last word before we go here on uh, why wait a leader's perspective on procrastination. 
All right. So most of us think that taking action is the thing that we put off. John F. Kennedy said there are costs to inaction. And very often we don't see them. I talk about that quote by John F. Kennedy in the book a lot. There are costs to not taking action. When you look back at Kodak, Blockbuster Video, Share, uh, Lehman Brothers, all the 500 Fortune 500 companies that failed, most of them failed due to their inaction, not because they weren't they were doing things. All of them had financial statements, all of them had prenails, all of them had the paperwork that we think you need to have as a business owner. But failure does not depend on on paperwork. It depends on action or inaction. And I would just say, you know, taking action has a cost. There are risks, but inaction also has a risk. Let's discover what those are. Love it. John, thanks so much for spending some time with me here on the show today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve, very much. Such a great international best-selling book. Really powerful that we learn how to overcome the things we're procrastinating in life to allow ourselves to move from then to now, from what was to what is, and to take action. There is so much power in just simply taking action, to not wait until tomorrow, but to do the things that we can do today. My dad used to always say, I'm sure he probably actually still does say it, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, when are you going to have time to do it over again? A lot of times we just have to take that action, don't we? We have to do the thing that we can do and move forward while it's called today. To restart, to take action, to not procrastinate, and to show up powerfully in this world. That way we can all live as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take a commercial break and then we'll be right back. You're on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes your bestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com book a talk with steve it's proven it's guaranteed it's gonna happen all you have to do is say yes to your destiny Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. So in our first segment, we were talking about procrastination and what impact that makes on us as leaders and what kind of things we can do to overcome that and to move forward, to take action, to not let what was be what determines what is, but to really be an effective person. Now I want to move a little bit more internally. I want to talk about that beautiful person that is you. And I'm so blessed to be joined by another international best-selling author that has a book that's going to help us be able to really get that perspective and be able to see ourselves as the amazingly wonderful, beautiful creatures that we are. So let's jump right into that. Join me in welcoming Nefertiti Fisher. Hey, Nefertiti, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do in the world. Well, um, my name is Dr. Nefertiti Fisher, and I am the CEO and founder of Beautiful One Inc. And basically, Beautiful One Inc. is a small business development company 
where I help birth visions. I help people that decide that they want to be an entrepreneur or just maybe have a vision or a dream that they want to fulfill. And uh, with all of my capabilities and business skills, um, I help them bring their vision to life. Um, I'm like a one-stop shop. So I have a business model called Business in the Box. So basically everything that a person needs to start off their business correctly um, with the proper thing, and that's very important, correctly, <laughs> um, they have that. They have that launching tool so that they're able to just focus on running um, their business. And your book is called Finding Your Beautiful. Tell us a little bit about the book and what inspired you to write it. Finding Your Beautiful. You know, that's something that people, um, including myself, deal with daily. And it's not about the physical beauty. It's about the, the inner beauty, the things in life that kind of help chip away at the things when you go through hard times, when you go through issues and problems, you know, that kind of takes, you take it, you know, uh, your confidence takes a hit, um, your mental um, takes a hit. And I was in a, a space where I pretty much lost everything. I was diagnosed. Uh, with lupus and RA, I had to stop doing um, a career that I absolutely loved as a firefighter EMT um, for over 16 years. And I watched everything that I love kind of dribble away and it sunk me into a deep hole. And I had to slowly figure a way. I didn't want to be the way I was. I didn't want to be dark. I didn't want to be what was me. They have a thing that says when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, that's what I was. So basically finding your beautiful is just about, it's the steps. It's not a story. Um, I have my story coming next, but it was the steps that I learned and the advice and everything that I got um, just to climb out that hole. Um, things that just gave me the push. And I just wanted to share that with everyone that might be going through something. Life has ugly situations, but you do not have to stay there. Mm. Yeah, for sure. What are you hoping that people will get from the book? Where do you want them to be after they're done reading it? After they get an opportunity to read it, I want them, I want them to carry that, to have that book almost like, uh, I want them to write in it. I want them to highlight. I want them this to be a working tool for them that when they come against obstacles or if they're work or if they're trying to launch their business or anything that they're trying to succeed in life that there is something in that book that will go they can go oh i remember i read this let me go back i want it to be a reference tool of how to just keep going even when you think that you can't how to keep climbing keep striving stay focused so i want it to be a resource uh for people I want them to, after they read the book and they go, wow, you mean this is all I have to do? I just have to change the little things. I just have to open my eyes to, to, to more. Yes, that's what you get. So on the other side of this book, I just want them to be informed. I want them to be encouraged and inspired just to keep going and walk into their own beautiful Hmm, that's awesome. So what is your favorite part out of all the stuff that's in the book? What's your favorite part of the book? My favorite part is, and a lot of people laugh at me because when we think about things like a trap, when we think about a trap, we think about, oh my God, you're, you know, you're enclosed, you don't, you don't have freedom, you can't get out. And it was given to me or it came to me to flip that negative thing of being in a trap around. And it's an acronym um, for trap is T is for your talents, R for resources, A for abilities, and P for your passion. You can let, you, you don't have to be trapped and bogged down. So my favorite part is just really exposing and flipping the negative thing around into a positive thing and saying, yes, I'm in a trap, but not the trap you think I'm in. I'm in a trap with my talents, my resources, my abilities, and my passion for what I want to do in life. 
So that's like my most favorite one. Mm, I love that. So what keeps people the most from seeing their own beautiful? You know, people, unfortunately, we're human. Um, we're human and uh, words and actions do affect us because we are people that care and love. So sometimes the main thing that keeps us from finding our own beautiful is us. We block our own path. We listen to our own negative chatter. We listen to, uh, okay, I probably can't do that because someone else is doing that. And I tell people all day long that you can do what everyone is doing. It doesn't matter because what's for you for you. And I guarantee you that Burger King didn't look at McDonald's and say, I'm not going to make burgers because they're making burgers. No, there's a lot of burgers out here uh, made many different ways. And that's what it is. Like no one was doing charbroil. So McDonald's, you fry, I put it in a, a broiler. So you just, people have to get out their own way. They have to think, they have to get out the way that if your, if your vision was given to you, that means that it's for you to pursue. And when you write your vision out, then you team up with people that will read it and they'll help run with your vision so that you have a team because you can't do it by yourself. But we get in our own way all day long, all the time. Oh, absolutely. So the book is called Finding Your Beautiful. It is available on Amazon today. In fact, I'm going to put the link for it in the comments right now if anybody wants to grab it. You can get it actually for free today. Um, today, yeah. Today. Um, so uh, let us know uh, how could a person, besides getting the book, which they absolutely have to do, uh, how else can they work with you? Uh, well, you can find me on social media. I am one of those social media um, bunnies. I love it. Um, right now, that's how the world pretty much has been communicating and surviving. So I am on Facebook. Um, I'm on TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok um, under I Come to Inspire You. Um, but um, Beautiful One Inc., you'll find me on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter. Um, the only reason why I have TikTok is I Come to Inspire You because that's just a, a, a new level of what I want to do. I want my book um, to inspire you. Um, you can also find me on my website where you can actually schedule a discovery call with me um, for free, a one hour one for probably within this whole month of June, just so that you can help discover what you are desiring to do with you. And that's at www.b as in boy, O-H as in Henry, C-I-N-C.com. So that's where you can find me. And I'm always on social media. And that was B-O-H-I-N-C.com. B-O-H-C-I-N-C. B-O-H-C-I-N-C.com. Thank you. Yep. Um, and so for the people listening, um, what's one thing that they could do right now to begin finding their own beautiful with inside of themselves? You know, it, it, it takes a reevaluation. You have to sit down with the person called you in the mirror looking at yourself saying, okay, this is where I'm at. Is this where I want to be? Probably not. Well, what do I have to either stop, readjust um, to do? It's all about a mindset thing. You know, you have to change your negative language to a positive language. But the reevaluation, just sit there and reevaluate and see what could you adjust. It could be something as very small. You take small little changes and when you look back, you'll see the big change that unfolded in your life. I love that. Well, Dr. Fisher, I appreciate you spending some time with us here today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited Thank you for having me. Thanks. I hope that you know that you feel it deep down inside of yourself, that you are beautiful, that you are amazing, that you don't get stuck in the trap of feeling negative about yourself, but rather you do take and reorganize that word trap like Dr. Nefertiti did so well and be able to begin to start feeling empowered 
in the things that you do in life, to refresh yourself, to take on powerfully today and show up as the person that you are because you're so amazing. Today is such a great opportunity and I look forward to seeing the change that you're gonna make in this world as we live our lives as a thriving entrepreneur. Don't go away, we'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. So we've covered procrastination. We've covered finding that you really, truly are a beautiful person. Um, in fact, I want to take a second and reach out to you and say to you, you are enough, more than enough. I love that song that Lakeisha did for me. And thanks also, Lonnie, for doing the voiceover of that commercial. If I can help share you with the world, of course, absolutely, I would love to be able to do that. But now let's move into one more thing here. Let's look at things that are broken, like literally just broken. You have your cell phone and it breaks. And I don't know about you, but these days, you know, we need our devices. We need our stuff and we need them fixed quick. Well, there is a solution. There is an amazing company. And I was so blessed to be able to talk to this guy. I think he fits in so well with the restart, refresh, renew that we've been talking about because sometimes uh, the best way to get a perspective of ourselves and what we can do to fix ourselves is to just simply have a simple conversation about fixing broken things. And so I really felt like this interview really fit in really well here and I'm looking forward to introducing this man and his company to you. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Join me in welcoming Andrew Miller. Hey, Andrew, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you, Steve? I'm doing good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Yeah, so I am uh, 30 years old. I, um, I moved over from Scotland five years ago. Uh, my beautiful wife is American, got a baby girl. We are in Orlando, Florida. Um, yeah, love love living in the U.S. It's a it's it's an incredible country in terms of just diversity, culture. Definitely different to Scotland where I grew up. And um, and then on a on a business related note, I work for a a franchise called You Break I Fix. And um, you you might have seen for those who are listening on the podcast today, or maybe listening to it on their next jog or walk. And um, you may have heard of that brand. We we fix multiple devices in the household, so. Um, yeah, that's a little bit, a little bit about myself. Perfect. Well, so you break iFix. I love that name, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a um, yeah. So um, you're now franchising that. Is this your first franchise, or have you done a bunch of those? So in turn, in terms of me personally, this is my first franchise. I've been with the company for four years, um, but the franchise itself, we're in almost every state across the US. We're also in Canada. 
Yeah, we have, I think, 600 stores opening. It'll be our 600 store this, I think, this week. So we've got 599 stores open as we speak across the country. That's really great. And you're growing through all of the pandemic and all that stuff. That's awesome. We are really, I mean, really fortunate. I, I guess I would have to use the word blessed to be in the industry we're in. It's, um, I think, more than ever, kind of a, a necessity for people to have a, a, a valuable company they can trust and drop their devices off to and get them, you know, get them back typically within an hour or two from when they drop them off. So um, I don't know anybody personally that has a landline anymore. So having your device back quickly, good quality, quick services, um, I think just needed more than ever. Oh, I hear you totally. It seems like every form I fill out, they want my home phone number and my mobile phone number. And I'm like, well, it's the same <laughs> number. You can have it twice, you know? <laughs> That's so true. That is very true. They have to update those forms. I get that a lot as well. So, and you said in most cases, you can have this stuff fixed in an hour. Yeah, typically an hour or so, depending on how busy the store is at that time. You know, obviously expectations are, are crucial. So they'll give a customer a quote of two hours, even longer if it's busy at that time. But yeah, if you drop your phone off or TV, laptop, anything with a power button, we can fix in the, in the house. Uh, they'll typically have it back within an hour or so. Now, if you would just come to my house and fix those things so I don't even have to go to the store you would it's, just be like a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um it's interesting you bring that up actually. We as a company have over just under 500 vans right now across the country that are um they're a complement to the store. So when an owner uh, you know decides to open up a U break I fix in a market, you as a, con a consumer or customer have the option to ask for the van. So just as you said Steve, I'm I'm very similar to you as a customer you know, having a busy life and family, if somebody can just come to my place of business or come to my house, I would personally choose that. My wife prefers the store going there at our own convenience, but that's kind of the key word is convenience. Whatever you prefer, we can offer. Perfect. So, you know, when you were talking about the world of franchises, I think, I think people have become scared of them uh, most people, you know, when they think of franchises, they think of like McDonald's or someplace mm -hmm. like that. You know, you need to be a millionaire or better to be able to get that. What, what's really real? I mean, what kind of a portfolio, financials, you know, credit rating, whatever, does a person need to really become a franchisee? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and I'm definitely fortunate to have the role I do with, with the company with you, Break I Fix, but we have... And over 50% of our owners do not have a franchising background. You know, this is the first franchise that they actually invest in. So we have owners that, you know, they're either in the corporate world right now, or they're, you know, working a nine to five and they want to be, I guess, to quote them, they want to be their own boss one day. So franchising seems to be an attractive business model that I guess, instead of trying to start something yourself, joining a brand that's up and running that's established that has systems in place i call it the playbook to follow you know we give you the playbook just just follow what we've done for the last you know 10 or so years and and you know work hard and we have i guess that support in place and partnerships to to um, i guess add value so yeah, in terms of a portfolio from a i guess a net worth or, or liquid standpoint we typically want to have an owner have at least 150,000, give or take, in funding behind them. Uh, but we're flexible as a franchise uh, franchisor, whether that's funding from a small business loan or somebody has a business partner supporting them. We just want to make sure they have access to that. But um, I think the the barrier to entry for us, you, you use the McDonald's example, so I'll use that as well. McDonald's is an incredible franchise, been around for years, and they're typically on number one or number two on the franchise uh, IFE website. There's 4,000 franchises out there. But for us, thankfully, it doesn't cost, you know, a, a million or two million bucks to get one up and running. And uh, 150 is, is kind of where most owners fall into. So um, in terms of, a, I guess, real quickly, in terms of a skill set, no requirement to have a repair background. They don't have to work for NASA. 
previously or Google, you know, a, a large organization organization or company. We're looking for people that have great customer service skills. They can lead a team and they have a passion, hopefully, for electronics, you know, whether that's their 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 own gadgets they can fix. But we'll train up every single person on a repair. There's a, a six weeks training course we take them on. Perfect. Well, that's awesome. So, and you said you work with other people who are looking at other kind of franchises. Um, you know, we do. Give, give us kind of the one-on-one class. If a person is debating whether or not they should go into franchising, um, you know, to buy into a, an existing franchise, what are some of the kind of things that they should, uh, you know, really know or look at? Yeah, so if somebody's on the fence about franchising, questions I, I think that are key to ask if I was in their shoes or my family asked me for advice, which they have in terms of the franchising world, I think you should definitely ask, you know, what's the, what's the corporate company like to work with? You know, talk to other franchise owners that are with the brand and just ask, because at the end of the day, this is a relationship with the franchisee franchisor. So I think partnering up with people, it sounds really basic, but partnering with people that you like and feel you can trust for the long term to grow with is a big thing. I think too, when it comes to franchising versus maybe doing it yourself or starting your own business is what value does the franchisor bring? You know, is there support pr provided? Is there marketing support? Is there and, you know, such as for our brand, for example, we're partnered with Samsung, Google, Verizon. Uh, we're also a partner and we were acquired last year by Asurion, the largest insurance provider in North America for electronic devices. So what's the value that the franchisor brings? And hopefully they bring some form of support training early on. I think that's just the, I think that's just the, the basics, but I think for our, I guess, our uh, You Break, I Fix franchise, we are, I think, a little bit unique in terms of we have national partners that send customers, Steve, to your store uh, nationwide. And I think that's a very attractive business model. So instead of hoping customers will actually show up at your store, you have an inbuilt customer, um, I guess, referral program where customers will be sent to you. So what's the gotcha? What is the, um, you know, you really need to understand, here's the tough part about it. Yeah, I think for franchising, some, I, I think some franchise owners or prior to becoming an owner, there's obviously, I guess you could call it the honeymoon stage where there is a lot of support coming your way. We are the training bills on the bike is what I like to call it, but you have to pedal the bike. And I think that, I guess the gotcha is, and we, we as a brand are, are really upfront with owners. It is a, a, it is a time consuming business um, for any franchise at the beginning. And um, so I always like to make sure just in terms of expectations that this is not a, and I'm sure there's some out there, but this is not like a passive investment. This is definitely a, a we call them active owners we're looking for to be involved. It doesn't mean you have to fix devices per se, but understanding your team and, you know, knowing your team, hiring the right people, understanding our backend system that will allow you to, um, you know, incentivize your team properly, lead your team uh, across the stores you're developing. So I guess the biggest one is just making sure an owner understands there is definitely a, a need to be involved in a franchise. I think some Sometimes I think people will maybe have a full-time job and then they can run their full-time job and maybe franchise on the side. I would always tell people, you know, you know, with caution, make sure that you're going to be fully invested in whatever franchise brand you're going to develop. Perfect. So if somebody wants to become a franchisee for you, for you break it, or you break iFix, yeah. um, how would they get in contact with you? Yeah, so they can either go on uh, youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising, and, and that's spelled the letter U, the word break, the letter I, the word fix.com forward slash franchising, or my direct email, if they want to just uh, email me directly, is a.miller, 
and that's spelled M-I-L-L-A-R at eubreakifix.com. Perfect. Well, Andrew, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. Awesome, Steve. Thank you so much, sir. I hope that you will take advantage of this service, and I hope that you will also do that in your own life, that you can look at things and be like, it was broken, but now it can be fixed. It's so good to know that there is a company that, um, you know, they specialize in taking broken things and making them work again. I think that sometimes the simplest of having a phone that wasn't working and now it does uh, is one of the things that is sometimes not thought about but so needed as we live our lives as a thriving entrepreneur. We do have another quick commercial break here and then we will be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Here we are again at the end of Wizard of Oz. And we're being asked, what did you learn, Dorothy? We find ourselves once again wondering, looking at our time together here and thinking, what does it all mean? What do we need? What can we take from it? And how can we help it or use it rather to help us be the best version of ourselves today? Doesn't matter who we were yesterday, we're going to be somebody even more incredible tomorrow. But what can we simply do while it's called today to restart, refresh, and renew our lives, our stuff? Whether it be we have a broken item like we talked about in the last segment, or it be, um, you know, a habit of, for example, procrastination like John talked about so well, that we need to... Uh, recycle in our lives, really. That would have been another good word to go with this, right? We need to create a new habit of not living that way. Or maybe every time we look at ourselves in the mirror, we don't see our beauty. We see the blemishes, the less than, the things that we do to judge ourselves. That's so sad. It's such a shame because you're so amazing. You're so incredible. You make such a difference in this world just simply and purely by being you. And I think a lot of times that's where the real issue comes in is, is that you don't really see that just simply by waking up today and being you in this world, you already made a difference. There is somebody whose life is better because you exist. Maybe you don't know it. Maybe they don't tell you. Um, and that could be because you don't actually physically know them. But those actions that you take. You see, here's the fun part about what I get to do. Because I know the audience that I'm speaking to. And I know how big hearted you are. 
I know what big givers you are, and I know the amazing impact that you make in this world. So I don't have to question and wonder and take time explaining to you about doing good in the world, about praying for people and giving to people in need and having concern for somebody who you've never met, but you want their lives to be changed. I know that's at the heart and soul and core of who you are and how you show up in the world. And yet, you, like I do myself, can fall so easily into the trap of feeling like you're not really doing anything, of not seeing the impact because, you know, you don't have people sending cards and letters to you telling you how much they appreciate all that you've done for them because you pray for somebody and you never know the outcome of what those prayers did and meant to them. Because you go on a Facebook Live or your radio show or things like that and you say words into a microphone and it goes out into the world and it radically changes somebody's life. But most of the time you don't know. It's really easy to fall into the trap of thinking that because you didn't hear from somebody that it didn't make any difference. I want to be the one today to tell you thank you. Thank you for showing up in this world as you because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. If you find yourself being negative about yourself, down on yourself, you look in the mirror and all you see is your blemishes, you know there's things you should take action on, but you continue to procrastinate against them. Maybe it's even something as simple as your phone broke and you know you need to get it fixed. I encourage you to go to a You Break, I Fix center and get that phone fixed. Take that distraction out of your life. But more importantly than even the things in our life is to restart, refresh, and renew you as you live as a thriving entrepreneur because you do make such an incredible difference in this world just simply by being you. And I want to thank you. On behalf of the world, I want you to hear that you are enough, more than enough, and to encourage you to restart, refresh, renew, share your message with the world, make that impact, make the difference that I know you make. Be the you in this world that you are. Shine your light. Let your heart lead you to the places that you should go. And as Dr. Seuss said, oh, the places you will go as you make the impact in this world, as you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until we're together again next time, I hope you have an amazingly wonderful, great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission stand out with your brand out <laughs> check this out guys yep everything's marketing and marketing is everything your existing book can become a best-selling book or even hey like mine a number one international best-selling book in five days listen if your business isn't known by everybody it's obscurity and that's death right the same thing is true for your book if you're not happy with the way your book is performing you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling Go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.